Well, hello and welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. See you, it's your birthday. <laughs> Hello, Bree. Happy birthday, Heidi. Happy birthday to you. We, we won't go into the diatribe about this is the NXS podcast. Well, you all know who it is. It's our birthday today. Three years of age. We're toddlers. We've made it to toddler phase in the podcast world. Oh, my goodness. We are the, we are the at um, why and what now, isn't it? Or something like What's that. What's that mean? They all go through these little stages and they go, why? Yes. Why? And we're asking why. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, when do we get there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. That's the next one. But uh, When do we get to the steps of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> now, uh, it's a special show today because we do turn three years of age and we will soon uh, be joined by five or six very, very uh, learned and listened uh, podcasters uh, or podcast audience members who have been great patrons and listened to us over the, the better part of our journey of three years. And we've got people from all around the globe today, so looking forward to them coming on, B. Excellent. I can't wait. Yes, it, yeah. it will be fun. Have you got your drinks ready? Knowing you, I, I'm sure you've stopped up for the occasion. I have. <laughs> yes, fantastic. And uh, I have heard a little rumour. Some people may be bringing Kirk Pingilly's finest uh, frop of wine to the podcast. So that could be <laughs> quite interesting when we go live, B. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> yes. Now, let me indulge myself, okay? How has your NXS three-year podcast journey been? Right. <laughs> wow. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Well, I'd just like to say thank you to you, Hayden, for having this idea and in believing in myself as as you and holding my hand. We've held each other's hands pretty much all the way uh, through through this journey. Um, I can reflect back personally, you know, I've I've gone through a hip operation and my dad was like, you know, knocked off. He's like, we still kept going, you know. You've yep. just seen me run out to the washing <laughs> washing line and back, you know. We still got uh, busy lives, but I know, I think credit to both of us. I, I'm I'm so proud of that, that we still can get this out near enough weekly. Okay, we slowed down a few times, but to have got the band on and to have got the caliber of um, people, of guests to come on, but more importantly, from your little idea to this growth that we've got and the patrons that are allowing us to keep going, it's it's a dream. It's a dream yeah. for me. A girl yeah. from Birmingham who loved In Excess from 86 to now being um, co-hosting a weekly show about them. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. One thing I, I, I guess, you know, when you do come up to a bit of a milestone like this, it does give you time to pause and reflect and I think what's been really, really interesting is I've sort of thought about it in the last few days, but I was thinking mm-hmm. what's been the best thing that about this podcast? Well, outside, you know, 
giving homage to NXS and their music, et cetera. There. I think what's been really, really motivating is seeing other people um, go about their own NXS journey and, you know, people like Manny who we'll hear later from uh, has got some exciting news to reveal about his NXS sort of project he's working on, um, seeing what Pedro and Dave have done setting up their collectibles, seeing what Dr. Jim's sort of done with his foundation and, and the you know, the, the change petition list. And just getting people sort of collectively focusing back on the music and giving uh, a forum for people who uh, are like-minded and similarly feel the same way about the music, a, a place to come to and, and celebrate together. I think for me, that's probably been the greatest enjoyment or maybe outcome of what we've done. And equally, you know, those who help sort of contribute to that level of sort of legacy, I suppose, is the guests we've had on and the patrons and the listeners who have hung in with us over the journey. And, and a lot of people listening, you know, gone back and listened to nearly every episode. If they only found out about us a year ago, they've gone back and dived deep on the past. Um, but also the wonderful amount of guests have given up their time to come on. And we're not just talking the band, we're talking like Philip Mortlock and Nick Egan and Mark Opitz and Richard Clapton and um, Nick Lornay and the producers and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, look, I don't have the time nor the memory necessary to recount everybody, but they do know who they are. And we sort of felt like our goal was to take you back in time or go to a period where you're flying the wall and you're hearing the stories as they are and hearing them in a in a depth uh, or depth and meaningful way and 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 not just a seven minute you know clickbait newsflash way. We've tried to dive deep on these things and get the real you know learnings behind the scenes. So it's been a lot of fun and um you know it is obviously also important for me to just share with the listeners just how much you do behind the scenes in terms of just the actual uh, production side because you know as much as the content's there and the idea and some of the inspiration behind the themes that I haven't come up with you know and, and sometimes they take a while to come up with and think about and write and, and put together you know time's up by about you know, seven hours or, or a ratio of one to seven. That's what B does behind the scenes in getting the actual podcast itself out to people with her typical little B flourishes and little uh, jokes that I find myself laughing at uh, most of the time all the way through. And I'm like a listener like most people. I, I don't know how it's going to sound till the final outcome. And uh, thank you. And I know a lot of people behind the scenes, you know, would like to thank you for the countless hours you put into that. So happy birthday and thank you to you. Thank you. Thank you. And we must say thank you to our team, Hayden. Laurie and Carrie-Anne and Danielle have been with us from, and, and Foxy have been with us from day yep. dot. Yeah, so so much um, support we've we've had from them. And also Genevieve, um, I do know that um, you're in between Barcelona and Canada at the moment. So yep. don't know where you are. Never know where, where she's going to pop up. But um, thank you for all the lovely videos that you do for us too. Well, we've got pretty cool tributes on today, uh, and I won't give any hints about what it is, but it will bear some resonance to this start of our podcast. So, but we, we're going to go back to some basics. So, we're going to do a big welcome uh, for all our podcast patrons who have been with us over the journey, have listened in intently. We might even also do a big thank you to some people who were a podcast patron for a period of time, but you know, through economic struggles, sometimes they couldn't always keep up. But uh, we also want to thank them and, and do welcome them back at any time they, you know, as I said, get cash flow friendly amidst all these interest rate dramas and things. And we'd love to shout out to anyone who would love to join us on the journey by being a patron as well, who are just a general listener. Uh, we have room for you. We have lots of goodies that are going to be uh, continually uh, allocated to you. And we will have some more info on that later today. But uh, um, yeah, be over to you to welcome our patrons, both current and past. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. 
We want to say hello to Carmen, Laurie, Carrie Ann, Danielle, Sarah, Mark and Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa, Anne-Marie, Susan P, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Yvonne, Amanda, H, David, Tracy, Paul Jolie, Sarah Camia, Susan B, Amanda V, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Stefan, Val, Jim, Kelly, John A. Vink, Jackie, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Glenn, Laurel, Barr, Genevieve, Shelby, Paul, Laurie T, <laughs> Manny, Jill, Peter and Ali Law, Heidi, Paula, Lisa Urban, Angie, Michael, Nancy, Juliet, Scott, Anthea, Maria, Tracy, Vernon, Jamie, Diana, Andrew, Georgie, Stephen, Keisha, Mark, Vernon, Shane, Lachlan, Mandy B, Rachel, Nick, Sula, Amy, Diane, Paul, Melissa, Natalie, Thomas, Virginia, Lisa, Ace, Leanne, Peter, Felicia, Warren, Lily, Jamie, Leon, Jenny, Sean, Matt, Caroline, Paul Bridges, Lisa Calloway, Linda Lane, Sandrine, Darren, Matthew, Nicole and Matey. And not forgetting our honorary patrons, some gorgeous people that help support us behind the scenes. Tim Farris, Marlena and Andrew Farris, Kurt Pengilly, Gary Beers, John Farris, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkins, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, Darren Jones and Philip Mortlock. Thanks guys. All right, people, well, we're pretty excited today because we're about to welcome in around the world a, a bunch of very, very loyal patrons and participants in a lot of our competitions and just listening over the journey. They're going to come on and tell a bit about the, uh, how they found us, like so there's a podcast in terms of uh, learning about us, more importantly, their NXS journey, uh, and they're going to dip the lids with a drink or two and a couple of little secret anecdotes as well. So very, very pumped to have an international flavour today. Let's welcome them in. This is the fun part of our third birthday celebration where we are joined by five or six guests from all around the planet, or there'll be a couple here in Melbourne with me. Uh, we are joined by some people who have been fantastic patrons to our podcast over the uh, last three years and feel very privileged that they've been able to come on in their own time zone to join us for a celebratory drink. Uh, interesting beverage choices I have sensed from the initial pre-production meeting. Okay. Uh, hello, Lisa. We have some interesting drinks uh, from our host. Hello, B. We have some interesting wake-up morning drinks from uh, a gentleman all the way over in Norway. But either way, we uh, I will introduce everybody's name just quickly. We've got Lisa McIntosh from Queensland, Australia. We've got Manny from the UK. We've got Mark Bartlett. And we've got Dr. Jim from Melbourne, Victoria. And we've got Bard Allingson all the way over from Norway, uh, where it's uh, we were complaining about the weather, weren't we, Bard? How it was 18 degrees and cold here today? And you said, <laughs> well, it's minus four and snowing and chilly here. But, you know, we're okay. So we all got humbled up by Bard's uh, weather announcement. So hello, everybody. Happy birthday to us. And, ha- and thank you for joining us uh, on the call. 
big clap for everybody. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, happy birthday and thank you. Yeah. We thought we might go with uh, Norway first and a throw to you, Bard. You've been a great patron and, and friend of the, the podcast. Tell us a bit about yourself, how you found us and what you've enjoyed over the journey. And what are you drinking? Oh, what are you drinking? Of <laughs> right now I'm drinking uh, coffee because it's in the morning, uh, t- uh, half past 10 here in Norway. So it's not it's a little bit soon to be drinking, but I'll do that later. Thanks. Yeah, my journey with NXS it started actually when I was a teenager. So all the way back from uh, the Swing album, I got that one when I was uh, a young 14-year-old kid. So I loved the album immensely. And then I started digging into the catalog of uh, NXS. And of course, I've been following them ever since. Also, when I went to the States in 1985, I bought the, the the album after. So that was also a great uh, experience with listening like Thieves. So I think I've been a patron ever since I was a little boy. And uh, then eventually when I discovered the podcast, of course, can you imagine what a bliss? That was just awesome. I also like, you know, I had my own little uh, test podcast before that. Then I discovered Hayden and B and I said, God, those are professionals. I'm going to be listening into that one instead. And ever since I've been listening to every episode you had, and I think I love them all, especially the ones, of course, with the band and also the album reviews i think that's uh, pretty cool i've been listening to many of those several times just to get all the facts and the details that i didn't know so uh, i'm enjoying the podcast immensely and of course being a patron is just uh, it's just a great honor so then i can follow you and also being here is also an honor to see you guys so thank you for having me Oh wow! And, uh, just shortly, thank you. Just quick, just quickly, if I may interject, you actually motivated us to do a Norway Scandinavian type episode. Do you know that? No, I didn't know. I, I didn't know I motivated you. No, I didn't. No, you did. No, it was. No. I mean, we we you know through yourself and efforts and talking and us promoting it. You know, we got a little bit of traction oh. in Norway. In fact. Every week when we look at the Norway downloads from the Apple charts, it's always very, very high. So you must have a bit of a pull there in the Oslo market there uh, for us, Bard. So well done. Thanks. You know, I, I didn't I didn't know many people who also uh, enjoyed NXS. You know, I was one of the loners back in my teenage years. I was listening to NXS and Depeche Mode and the other guys were listening to everything else. Aha, Motley Crue and the rock band. So... So I think I, I paved the, the front room here. So then, of course, it got some traction with the music videos and especially the Kick album. Then they also blew up here in Norway. So yes. it's good to see. And uh, they still live on here, at least in my house and in my family. And we have to thank you. Sorry, Hayden. And we have to thank you for the um, the, the sound card um, download that you did for the patrons and everybody. Thank you very much for that. And that was to celebrate us hitting over 100,000 downloads, which still blows my mind yes so thank you very much for that i listen to that quite a lot it's really cool thank you have you seen them play live before bart in uh no unfortunately not because i had the, there were two opportunities in norway i missed the first one and the second one with, with uh, jd fortune that one got cancelled so okay. unfortunately not okay. so that's a big loss unfortunately okay well, you've got behind you there a lot of albums and i think a big collection and I think I have most of the album CDs and cassettes yeah, and uh, yeah. videos. And, and but a I'm still skateboard deck. So. Yeah, that's the skateboard deck from the Kick uh, Kick album. Ah, fantastic, fantastic. Excellent. All right, well, we might 
of Lisa Macbeth oh. from Queensland Board. Hello, Hello, Lisa. Hello. First of all, thank you so much and happy third anniversary. And I just love you guys so much. You've given me a new lease of life in my fandom, you know. I thought it was all over Red Rover when, when Michael passed. So fantastic to have like-minded almost a well, community and family almost. And um, I just love every single episode. It's like it's like asking me what's my favourite In Excess song. You know, it's <laughs> all good. My least favourite segment on your um, podcast is when you decide what's the, you know, the good and the bad because they're all good. <laughs> anyway, but, um, yeah, so I discovered In Excess, um, Listen Like Thieves, but even way, way back, uh, Stay Young, like I've always followed them and then it really hit it off with Kick. That's when I really, you know, new sensation. I just, whoa, yeah. I thought I was the biggest fan in the world, but, of course, <laughs> there are many others. Yes. I know. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you do and it's just great to be part of this community really is. And did you see them live uh, in your time, oh, Lisa? Oh, God, yeah. absolutely. Did you share any of those uh, concert yeah. gigs you went to? Yeah. The tour, and, of course, I have to say the X tour where um, – I was dancing crazily uh, with my girlfriends, you know, like really having a great time. And the roadie came up to me and said to me, hey, you girls move down the front, you know, having a great time. So we moved closer to the band and we ended up getting after show uh, passes to the Harborside Brasserie and meeting. that's when I met Michael. Um, fantastic times, every single show. Horden Pavilion, I forget what that was. When he had it, he was on crutches. Yes. Yeah. He hurt his leg. Yeah, I think it might have been uh, 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 what full, full moon, was. maybe around full moon time, I think. Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So so there were, yeah. So, so, yeah. So I saw them about five or six times. I nearly saw them when they did those small, small concerts, like in the round at um, Sydney Uni, mm. but I actually felt, felt ill. I couldn't get there sure which i had the tickets where i was so bummed out yeah and i missed out on tickets to the paddington rsl um as well where they were playing so so it was just crazy like that i missed out on that but But how many times did you see them in total you reckon about i reckon about eight times that's pretty good yeah yeah with michael awesome oh god with michael so and it's taken me a long time to uh, come to terms, obviously, um, to, to listen to someone else in his place. You know, Terence Trent Darby, um, John Stevens. Uh, yeah, I, I, JD Fortune. I was a bit sort of, mm, but then I went and bought, got the Switch album, and the In Excess music shone through. You know, everything yeah. I love about In Excess shone through. So, 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 well done to him. And- it's that lovely having had Gary Beers on and knowing that some of his songs were actually on yeah. Switch as well. That oh. I didn't know that. That was yeah. beautiful. But I want to thank you, Lisa, because you have been a little bit of a partner in crime for myself on a few of our birthdays and trips and stuff. So thank you. And you've got our T-shirt on as well. So thank you so much. <laughs> I love you guys. I just always support you guys. And yeah, and I think thank it's fantastic you. Fantastic, band, band members on as well. I mean, that says a lot about you guys, that they actually, you know, love you so much and that you've, you've, you're always respectful and to them, to, to the legacy of In Excess, you know, and that they love you and they support you as well. 
So yeah. well, this is something that Hayden um thought of in his uh, <laughs> in his bedroom and wanted to get out. And I can't believe I I actually um, messed up last week and um I'd set the podcast to only about 150 episodes. I thought, no way will we do 150 oh. episodes. And it wouldn't distribute. So I've had to put it to a thousand now. So Hayden. It's a 17 year commitment. Wow. Okay. okay. So we're um, going to go together to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame all oh, together. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Lisa. We will uh, flip over to uh, Mark, who's in uh, the city where I'm located today. Big welcome to Mark Bartlett. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank That's you very much, Hayden. That's all right. Give us a little bit of your in excess journey. Being in Australia, um, you know, they're, they're in the airwaves, aren't they? They're, um, they're, and ever since I was a little kid, um, look, I remember original sin from when I was, how old would I be in 83? I'd be about, would it be about six or seven? Oh. Um, but growing up, <laughs> they're, they're in the air. So I, I do remember original sin as a little kid. I remember good times coming out, paying more attention. I was sort of you know, later in primary school. Kick, of course, uh, being at a friend's place and Nidget and I came on TV and that was it. That sealed the deal. Um, that video clip, yeah, magnificent. And, and, that, and that, that broke me and that, you know, that, that was it. That was all over. And by then, so you, you're looking at grade six there. Uh, a friend of my mum could have ha- possibly taken me to the kick tour and bailed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed missed the kick tour. Uh, I was too young. And, and I was always too young. Um, first time I saw them was in 90. Was that 90 or 91, the uh, X Factor Tour? Coming 91, yeah. Nin- 91, yeah. So I saw them twice. Um, they, they did four shows in Melbourne. I went to the second and third. First show, went with family, uh, second row. We had second and third row seats. Uh, had a cousin who slept out for tickets, uh, caught a drumstick. We caught caught a towel uh, that Michael threw out to the crowd and... Um, and, uh, you know, like a pack of savages, the crowd tore the towel to pieces. I've still got my piece of the towel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second show we went to, I remember, so the Rack Hat were the support. I, I went with two school friends. So, you know, we're, we're you know, young, young high school kids. Um, we Our tickets were row FF. So if you calculate that, that's, that's the 30th row. And we're sitting there with Rat Cat on, and this this row of basketball was pretty much ro- stepped in front of us. And we're like, and I'm sitting there going, oh, shit. I cannot see this is a disaster. <laughs> and I, and I, I everyone stands down. up, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so for, for Rat Cat, and I, I, I sat down, I looked at my ticket and I went, this is useless. And I started rubbing away at one of the Fs and it came off and I'm like, this is bloody brilliant. And I went back up to the concourse, came back down. They, they led me to the sixth row. You know, we're walking along the sixth row and there were no seats. I'm like, how's this going to work out? And as we get to the centre of the sixth row, the lights dropped. The crowd just make a bolt for the stage. Um, chairs, chairs flying everywhere. You know, chairs pushed aside everywhere, <laughs> and we 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 landed right in front of Michael. You know, one person deep. I could touch the barrier. I had a camera oh, that night. Fantastic! What a dream. Uh, uh, so a friend, a friend of mine. We there was a moment. Michael came down. We grabbed him. I grabbed one arm. He grabbed the other. We looked at each other and just went, "No, don't do it. Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> I saw them uh, twice on the, the full moon. Uh, well, the Dirty Honeymoon tour. Yeah, yeah, 97 was devastating. Your podcast has brought it all back to life for me. I, I guess I'm a later comer than than, than quite a few listeners. I, I discovered you about a year ago. Podcast junkie, but the thing is, because of COVID, I've been home for uh, three years and I would listen to my podcasts while I was commuting. So I wasn't listening to podcasts for your first couple of years. Mm-hmm. So um, 
you know, so, uh, you know, w- w- being called back to the office, I start sniffing around podcasts. I'm like, what's this? In excess, access all there is. And you already had a bit of a catalogue behind you by then. So um, you've brought me right in. So um, uh, YouTube gave, YouTube Music gave me a little reminder the other day of my uh, my year in review and it's all elegantly wasted. And <laughs> yeah. So as far as me, as far as errors go, um, I love the whole thing. But um, like I remember when I was, well, when I was still in primary school, I, my mum made me swim uh, a freezing cold swimming pool uh, back and forth, two legs. And she, she bought me to some like thieves. <laughs> just, just as a reward for, for swimming with freezing cold swimming pool. The, the last three albums for me are extremely underrated. Uh, the Kick and X kind of peak um, in Australia, you know, there was a bit of uh, the tall poppy syndrome. I, Do you I, mean I, the three me. albums with Michael or the, yeah, yeah, sorry. We've, yeah, we've switched yeah. as well? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 no, from, from Welcome Through to Elephant You Wasted. For me, they're extremely underrated albums. Mm. They're great, great, great. Agree, agree, agree. Mm. Now, we're going to come back to you a little bit later for us, Mark, because you've got a very interesting little, uh, well, let me just say secret up your sleeve. It's going to mm-hmm. create a little bit of engagement amongst all of us. So we'll hold fire on that. We might flip over to the UK now uh, because he's looking very excited there in his chair. <laughs> okay. He's about to sit up straight there. And uh, what time is it all the way over in the UK there, Manny? It's early. Well, it's 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. So you've run out of energy already. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Well, there's four kids, four kids, Hayden. What do you call yeah, it? Bank, is it bank holiday there as well today? Yeah, bank holiday here today. Yes. Yeah, so this is really, really good timing. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks for all your help and contributions over the journey. I guess for those who hadn't heard you on our podcast previously, I know you've been on a couple of episodes. Tell us a bit about your in-excess journey and um, your disdain for Coldplay. No, we'll leave that last bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to boy without going to keep it up. Um, yeah, no, my, my, yeah, happy birthday, of course, most importantly to you Thank guys. You. Uh, brilliant <laughs> job. Yeah, my NXS journey, I, you know, I was trying to think of the first time I ever heard the NXS song. I think it was when I was about six years old and I was in Spain on holiday listening to Spanish radio. I have a vivid memory of, um, of listening like thieves coming on. Um, the Spanish DJ following it up, saying something in Spanish, and then saying, this is a song by Inks. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to In Excess was, I thought they were called Inks for about a year. Um, then fast forward about two and a half years or so, Christmas 1988, I got a seven-inch record as a Christmas present, opened it, need you tonight there. Uh, it was big in the UK on its re-release. Nothing's changed for 35 years. And your brother's um, big of, you know, into In Excess of... as well, isn't he? Yeah, he was, yes. My, my brother got into In Excess uh, around about the same time. So he kind of provided, I was about nine at the time, so I couldn't afford anything. So he was providing me with all sorts of kind of tapes or kind of B-sides and album tracks and that kind of thing. Um, and then gradually as I kind of grew up and got older, obviously I kind of got them all myself and, and then some. Yeah, and that kind of love has continued for, for 35 years. I mean, I agree with what Mark said. I mean, I mean, all of it's great, of course, but the 90s, when I kind of grew up, if you like, that's when I was a kind of a, a teenager. And, um, yeah, those you know, those three albums came out when I was kind of growing up. And, yeah, I think they're some of the best things ever recorded, quite frankly, really underrated. I think it's not a regret as such, because obviously I was, I was too young, but I never got to see them live with Michael. Um, oh. I probably started going to gigs in uh, well, it was May. I, I mean, my first ever gig was May 1996 when I was 16. Um, so the only chance I had to go and see them with Michael really was was the Elegantly Wasted tour in the UK. I didn't go, hmm. 
and obviously now that's that's uh, that's obviously a regret for many obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Saw them live with JD twice in Manchester and London in the mid two thousands. And I think just going back to what Lisa said right at the beginning, I think one thing people generally forget about in excess, we don't, of course, here, but what people generally forget is that as amazing and wonderful as Michael was, still is, he, he was one-sixth of a, of, a, of a much bigger group. You know, obviously on stage and on record with Switch, you've got five-sixths of in excess there, which is, for me, as a, as a fan, was still absolutely incredible to watch them live. You know, I thought I'd never get to see them live ever again after Michael's passing. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, that's my in excess journey. And then, obviously, it's, it's you know, I've got kind of things up my sleeve as well kind of coming up over the next next year or two. And, Are you going um, to tell us what's up your sleeve, mister? Yeah, I mean, what, 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 I will, what I will say is how kind of, and I mean this, is that... What, whatever comes next for me is 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 totally influenced by what you guys have done um so i think there's been this kind of huge void in the last four or five years or well maybe four or five years ago i should say where when you looked at in excess online there was barely nothing about the music and about the songs and it was all about michael but in, in but obviously all the controversy surrounding michael it was always the kind of tabloidy stuff mm. you know there's never much about the actual music mm-hmm. itself and it really frustrated me and there didn't seem to be a kind of a consistent fan community either so in the last three or four years that's grown absolutely exponentially you know it's it's ridiculous how much it's grown and, and i think you guys have got a, a huge part to play in that obviously you look at look at the likes of facebook and social media and some of the things that we've got on there now lots of communities we've got the collectors group of course um that that exists which is fantastic and i think it's kind of all stemmed from this kind of this from what you guys started three or four years ago uh or three, three years ago of course <laughs> three years ago i can't underestimate kind of how much you guys have kind of helped that community kind of come together and renew that interest in in excess and i think Mm. what you what you do so well is that like i said before you make it about the music this is about the music it's about the songs um this is about you know this isn't just about the kind of the you know the the stuff that we've all read about and hear about sort of the click the clickbait almost isn't it you know yeah yeah. yeah, exactly. And it, it's really boring and there's nothing new there. And in excess, we're an amazing band and with an amazing catalogue of songs. And and that's something that I'm kind of doing. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long, long time. And I think you set the kind of groundwork, if you like, for me to be able to do what I'm doing next, which is I'm writing a book, uh, which is basically a list of every in excess song explained, um, really bringing it right back to the music and that's been commissioned and it's coming out next year I think but yeah I'm about kind of three quarters of the way writing it and I tell you it's 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 great fun but hard work doing every single song and trying to make it sound interesting and if we can get into it but Tim has but to do it is, forward I'll make it this well, is we will guys, make it. I think <laughs> they will yeah, turn up at his house if he doesn't Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fly over. But, but this, this is about you guys. I've got to say that I think if you guys hadn't started this three years ago, then I don't think I'd be able to do that. I don't think there'd be a market for it. I think it would it would, it would die a death. And I think what you do now is helps create that market and expand it. So huge, huge thanks to, to you guys for what you've done. Thank you, man. It's very, very kind. I'm glad you articulated it that way because you're right. I, I think, uh, and Dr. Jim would probably be in, and Mark here in Australia, Melbourne particularly, and I'm sure even Bard over there sort of being sort of, I guess, away from Australia and off Broadway from where the band were, is that 
it just seemed like, you know, the cliche bait was Michael, his demise. And I think through the miniseries, there was definitely pre-miniseries Dr. Jim, wasn't there? And then there was post-miniseries, like where Australia fell back in lava were reminded of their worthiness and things like that. And I think, you know, globally, there's been a bit of a lift there. But I just sort of felt that, you know, Michael's uh, ever-present charismatic nature and his tragedy sort of superseded the body of work. And it's interesting you said about uh, the five-sixths of the band, 83% of the band was still there for Switch. I mean, mm. you know, it's funny, you know, ACDC fans would turn up at a gig sort of five, six years ago and realise that Brian wasn't singing, who was a replacement for, for Bon. Uh, Malcolm had passed away or was it, had Alzheimer's or was in hospital. Malcolm's son was playing. They then had Axel Rose singing the vocals their drummer, Phil Rudd, I think was out of the band or was was on uh, manslaughter charges, a conspiracy to manslaughter charges. Oh he they had Cliff back in on the drums and they just really had Angus as the original. Yet the rank and file person around the world or going to their gigs, they would have been oblivious to that. Mm-hmm. So having five, six of the band together, I think, and we're going to get to switch in a few weeks' time. I think that album's actually a bit like Ellen Lee Way, so I think it's a bit more appreciated than maybe was it was at the time given the context of, uh, you know, how many actual bands, members were still involved with that project. But uh, uh, mm-hmm. thank you, Manny. That was uh, lovely. And, and congratulations on the book. I mean, um, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic edition. I'd be the first one to be buying that. And will um, that be coming out this year, Manny? We've got a deadline of end of June, which I think means it should be coming out next year, I think, all being well. So I'll, I'll, you guys were the first to know when, I, when I've got any kind of kind of release date. So next year, hopefully. We'll throw it also to Melbourne. We're going to introduce Dr. Jim, uh, one of our original sort of patrons. I reckon he must have jumped on in the first month or two when we got going and uh, been a great little ally to the show, et cetera, there. And um, also, too, I guess, you know, in conjunction, uh, has done just as much for, you know, I think sort of the NXS brand name as as we have in some respects because he's put together a great foundation called Just a Man, which uh, uh, I guess he'll extend on in a moment. But um, also being uh, heavily involved in the petition to get the band into the, you know, Rock Hall of Fame and uh, doing a lot of uh, important work equally. So, hello, Dr. Jim. Uh, how are you? I just wanted to say first, well, firstly, thank you, Hayden, for the intro. But more importantly, thank you, patrons and all the fans that are out there. I, I feel very honoured to be in this space, number one. I think I've said that from day dot. I'm still at that. I'm gung-ho about getting in excess to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rather than boring people about how I heard about NXS, it goes all the way back to the day with Simple Simon. I guess what I want to share about is my experiences that I've learned from you guys. You know, listening to the 145-plus episodes, I know Hayden is very detailed in how he approaches things. And B, you are a buzzball. I've said that from the start as well. I know you carry the ship and you both carry it in different ways. My mind's always ticking from the first day that I said three years ago now about seven reasons is like I've been refining that, refining it, refining it, refining it. You know, there are so many things in there. You know, it's a case of getting the information in front of, you know, the rock hall number one, uh, let alone the incredible fans that are out there. I guess the biggest thing I love from your episodes, and they're going to be kind of weird what I'm about to say, is I love the way one Nick Egan and Philip Mortlock, out of all people, 
saw had a plan with Chris Murphy, I guess, for this international, you know, awareness of NXS. Because really, if we're talking rock hall, that's what it's about. Yes, I acknowledge the UK component. I acknowledge South America. I acknowledge, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm of Greek heritage, and I I love how in excess me as a proud Australian, you know, was able to cross the the borders across to the USA and get noticed. And you know, when you start researching into tour dates and that, you know, this is a band that really dedicated a lot of their lives. No wonder they they were probably exhausted in 2012. They gave their life to in excess fans, and particularly the USA or North America. So. I saw a lot of that stuff and I, you know, they're, they're, all my, they're sort of my, some of my favourite episodes. Growing up for me in excess was not Michael Hutchins. Yes, I have a foundation called I'm Just a Man and I'm very proud of that and it is a, an in excess song and we all can relate to, you know, mental health and, you know, I know, you know, you even introduced me to Tim. I've asked him to speak and I will be trying again him this year. But, you know, growing up, my two favourite band members were Andrew Farris and Kirk Pengilly. <laughs> because I was a, I was actually kind of nerdy growing up because I was very quiet and school orientated, and that's how I thought these guys were. And a couple of the other episodes I love that you've done more because I've become on not the bandwagon of Michael Hutchins because I do see that, like what Hayden says, that Michael centric in excess. It can be a little bit overwhelming. Michael, 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 and you know there was only one front man. It wasn't like ACDC or. That, you know, Angus was the front man, you know, as a guitarist, or Kiss that has two front men, or Bon Jovi, two front men, you know, competing these alpha males. They gave Michael <laughs> the opportunity. He was the front man, and the other guys all sat back. I think maybe Tim was a bit of a front man. He, well, he tried to be, I think, but not the same as a bon, like a Richard's Pembora. You know, look at Motley Crue, man. You know, they're all competing for that front spot, whereas Michael was given that that opportunity. I've only got a chance to see an excess once in my life, which was um, at the Collingwood Grand Final in 2010. And I thought it was amazing. And I know a lot of people probably hate me, even people today in my introduction excess team who, who think, you know, they love Michael. And I do too. I love Michael, but I do believe in the legacy should continue. I have a vision that I've shared with you, Bea. I would love to see in excess come back together, not in the touring capacity. I believe it could be done in some beautiful unplugged, Q&A, conversational. I would love to see an in excess cruise, to be honest, like they go on the Kiss cruise and it doesn't have to be the band playing. It'd be just hanging out and telling stories all night. With You know, I have other bands play in excess music. It could work very well. And I think the fans and the band would love that because it maybe would be a form of closure perhaps with all the wounds that have happened in the past. And I think that's part of my vision with um, I'm Just a Man too. In Excess is a, a band that's not recognised enough, as we know, around, the uh, around I guess, that US circle, which is where we really have to get this information out there. That's why I get promoting the petition. And now, you know, go to inductinexcess.com and sign the petition. We're almost at 15,000 signatures, which is an incredible thing that we've all, we've all done. It. It's not me doing Say it. Say that figure again. It's almost 15,000 signatures. 15,000. That's amazing. It's a lot of people, but we need more. It really is. <laughs> of course we do. And I think I got I got really upset, I think, at the after the last nomination, knowing in my heart probably they weren't going to get nominated, I think. Maybe you agree with this, um, Hayden. I think seeing George Michael up there gave me some big hope, to be truly honest, because it's like 
we all know that 1987 year that was kick. It was hysteria. It was Crazy Nights by Kiss. And it was George Michael. It was a huge year. So you've got all these other bands that are all getting in now into the rock ball. And they know about it. That, I'm sure they know about In Excess. Is, its turn must be coming up very, very soon. So I was very upset, I think, after the last lack of nomination. And, you know, I think one of the goals I see is, you know, 50,000 signatures is to really get noticed because it would be embarrassing then to the rock hall, I think, mm. to have so many fans, to have a podcast that's been running for three years and it's and you're meticulous. You're going through each album and people forget in excess, hung out with big names. Noel Rogers wasn't some small name. <laughs> that guy's the guy himself as part of Sheik's been nominated 11 times. It's embarrassing. That band's not in the rock hall, but he himself at least is in the rock hall, you know, so – which I think should be the guy that should be presenting the award. But anyway. We had you in as a guest host one time in our first year where we did an episode on the Rock Hall, if you remember correctly. Of course. And I've I've kind of evolved on that a little bit. You know, we've talked about, one, the seven reasons, which I've evolved on those. And then the second part was really talking about who should be the one nominating him into the Rock Hall. And I've come to the conclusion it should be Niall Rogers. (laughs) That's me, not that all of the induct people in my team would say that, but. I think what did Nile Gary Rock- say? Gary said, who did Gary say to induct him? Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah. McCartney. But I think Noel Rogers would be ideal because of just their music is got that funk rock element. Yeah. And and I think there's something phenomenal about the mentor inducting the student. I think there's something really kind of hmm. strong. Logical. Mm. As opposed well, to yeah, it can be the mentor, or sometimes sometimes it can also equally be the disciple you know we just saw duran duran induct uh, roxy music yeah. uh, about three four years ago and then you know obviously you know duran duran just got you know uh inducted in by i think robert downey jr but um but yeah you're right i mean if there, uh, there'd be a nice synergy with noel rogers you know having sort of been there when the band really you would say internationalized their broader sound and the funk element there it was the dawn of something that became epitomizing the band you know you know, it's amazing, you know, they, they did they record original sin? Was it in Canada they did that? No, nah, New York at the power station. Was it Okay, New York. And was it the same place that David Bowie had just left the studios, I think? They'd done, um, I think that's it, what it was, Let's Dance. David, David Bowie had done the Let's Dance album there and Daryl Hall was, you know, down the hallway doing stuff with Hall and Oates, yeah. Yeah, but the, I mean, there's an interesting thing there even with David Bowie, the fact that Chris Murphy wouldn't allow him you know, when in excess it just exploded. You know, like that's there's a real vision there. You've got to acknowledge the this international vision, mm. and it's kind of excuse the word ballsy to do that, right? And say, hey, that's never going there. And there's Tim Paris that's begging with Kim, Chris Murphy, saying, please, and his wife too, please let him. For the listeners, yeah, the listeners don't know that. I think within about eighteen months of original sin coming out, and then the swing blowing up. Uh, Bowie came to Australia for the uh, the Spider whatever tour he was doing and wanted in excess to support because ticket sales was you know weren't flying out the door and you know I think uh, Murphy took the view that you know in excess were too big to be doing that you know mm-hmm. that's right which yeah. is a very powerful comment to make you know yeah. but the other thing about in excess that I love is a real Australiana to it like a real backing yourself mm. you know it's like let's really back ourselves regardless. I mean, that's a big name. How big's David Bowie? He was a big name then. Hmm. They really backed themselves or Chris really backed this band. And, you know, you've got to acknowledge that. I think the other special thing I've noticed in this 
everything's been sliding doors. I think that Nile Rogers was a sliding doors and needs to be acknowledged. Rock Hall, Chris Thomas sliding doors was the real big elevation towards international stardom because you even had Andrew Farris going, oh, fantastic, you know, we did what you need. And then they had both him and Michael had that moment, which, again, then you've got to acknowledge them as songwriters as part of the rock hall. They went, hang on, we have to repeat this. And they did repeat it and they got knocked back still, right, by mm. Doug Morris from Atlantic Records, mm. but they stuck to their guns. I think there's something to, again, very powerful in that that I think the young generation need to learn from. They never had it easy. If you think that in hindsight, it's really easy to look at Kick as a quite a commercial album, everything. But as I said at the time, it's quite an odd album in terms of the songs and the differences and the recordings and and some of the lyrics. And you know, you got a banjo on New Sensation, as Andrew sort of confirmed when we interviewed him. And Mediates a weird song. Guns in the Sky is a weird opener. You know, Mystify. You know, with Never Tear Us Apart, and diametrically opposed. I mean, it's it is quite a weird album, but it sounds normal now to us because we've heard it so many times. Yet that's an album that was rejected, as you're right, you know, um, Jim, and they never seemed to have an easy run. Everything was a battle. <laughs> it was. So you, I think it's worth acknowledging that. And then I think when I think of the two other Australian bands that are in the in the Rock Hall, ACDC and the Bee Gees, I think In Excess is that real true Australian band. Come on, mate, have a beer. <laughs> Not that the other guys wouldn't do the same because they've they've grown up on our shores, you know, they've grown up in Sydney, Michael absolutely, you know, it was an honour to take David the other day, you know, to a couple of sites around Richmond. And you, you really appreciate and go, geez, Michael walked these these lands. He walked across these paths in Richmond or or, or was it um, when they had the big concert there in Skiller Road. And you go, these these guys, you know, they're expressing their art, art stuff while fighting to get noticed. Sandy was lovely in her last part of the um, episode yesterday about how much in excess was so like proud to be Australian. And that came across as for me when I was in in England. And I think that came for you, Manny, and maybe you um, Bard as well, that you know that the the boys were very, very Australian and proud of it. Yeah. And they, and they didn't leverage it and monetize it like, maybe Men at Work and Crocodile Dundee, they didn't wear it as a sort of a, a commercial flag-bearing thing. Um, they were proud of it, but they didn't they didn't uh, put it out front and centre and milk it for its, you know, jingoistic caricatures, you know what I mean? Yep, we're Australian, yep, we're proud, um, but we want to be international sounding, you know? I want um, to go back to what um, was what you were saying then, that you were upset about um, In Excess not getting into the Rock and Roller. Hall of Fame. But from a personal point <laughs> with the podcast and how Hayden has um, made it, it work, it would be really cool if we actually stopped at the end of um, Switch and then we got them in anyway. So it would be a really good sort of like, you know, okay, here we go. We're ready. <laughs> when I said I was upset, I, I, I'm preferring that they weren't inducted because I, I want to be there as well. I'd like to get a bit more momentum myself. I think I've actually told you. Yeah, yeah. Well. And we want so, Timmy to be better and we want this I bloody court really case do. over. Um, you know, I it's really a big like- thing on his shoulders. If we can get rid uh, of that, then I think uh, we can all uh, relax and enjoy um, in uh, excess getting in there. Mm. But I am serious when I say I I was on the um, Kiss Cruise because I you dress up on the Kiss Cruise. It is Halloween. And on Two of the nights I had in excess across my cheek. I thought, I'm going to do something different. Oh, cool. And, you know, 
that was that was my makeup, right? I had in excess logo on my cheek. And I had this guy approach me who was actually Andrew Ferris's friend and Chris Murphy's friend, right? Oh. And he was a booking agent for in excess, right? Um, what's his name? I've got his name now. But I've known him for years because of the Kiss Cruise, right? But he's looking at me funny going, oh, what's the story with this thing on your face? I'm like, oh, you know. And he goes to me, he goes, look, um, told him about the whole inducting excess, told him about the podcast. And he goes, he says something like that the band would really appreciate that. And I was really cool. But the other guy that I've gotten to know very well, he's a top bloke. He's actually one of the guys at Universal Music. And I've known him through sort of doing rock camps and he knows I'm a massive Kiss fan and he knows about in excess stuff, but he knows about I'm just a man, especially his wife. Wife loves me for that. But I was telling him, I said, look, you need to talk to Sam. I said, and organize a Kiss cruise, an in excess cruise. And he was looking at me going, what a bad idea, because we have, I'm having a lot of fun together. But, um, yeah, I, like, that's probably my biggest vision outside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm not talking about the band touring again. I don't, actually don't want to see that because I think it's a lot of pressure on them. But I would love to see Q&As, really cosy. It would probably be slightly VIP because that's just how it is. Maybe meet and greets and, and people and just share stories. And, you know, it's, I think we're missing that part. I really believe that. You know, I heard Kurt, today. Kurt did it, it a little bit, didn't he, with his guitars when he was selling his guitars and he was talking about them and he went, was it, that was in Ballina, wasn't it? I think he did something on the stage. Hayden, do you remember that? Uh, Kirk? Yes. Kirk uh, sold his guitars, yes. I don't know. Yes, he, he did. He did a queer Q&A thing, though, didn't he, as he well? Did. Kirk did a few things 2017, 18, you're right. He did sell his guitars there. But I would want to, that's only Kirk though. I'd actually like all of them together. You know, you hear these 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 reunion idea, maybe Oasis getting back together. And it's like, hey, they want that excess. Excess cruise. Well, just with the guys like a VIP in excess cruise. Well, uh, the in excess cruise idea would be like, you'd literally be multiple bands there that oh. make a mid model, powder finger, and in excess is your lead band. And you basically spend three to four or five nights together. I can imagine something in Sydney, in Manly, off Manly or off the, off the harbour, and we all hang out. We all pay money to be there, of course. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you know, Dr. Jim, to have, oh, yeah. you know, one of the rules I said to be in the first episode that we, we don't pull any punches here on NXS Access all areas. If if a song's a dud, we call it. If uh, if we don't like something, we say how it is. You know, duds. I'm going to be honest with you. The NXS <laughs> cruise, I couldn't think of anything worse, okay, as <laughs> as – as an epitaph, that is. Not as a concept of doing it, but as an epitaph, as a final thing. Now, I can admit here, and I will reveal this a little bit later in a future episode, I did happen to send a certain email out to all band members about an idea I had uh, at a rather drunken New Year's Eve last year, okay? And I think it's a great <laughs> and idea. Did you, and did you hear anything back from anyone? A- having said what I think is a great idea, I didn't get a single response from any of the band <laughs> members at all. Um <laughs> So the silence the could silence could be voting very loudly. What's However, I will I, maybe people power will 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 announce this scenario. Now, you may remember we had a very silly uh, concert version of the Ultimate Excess concert version with with, that, yeah. with Kirk and the uh, the uh, fired up gym packs. So the, sort oh, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> it, it's it's slightly more normal than that. Okay, thankfully and realistic, but. Um, <laughs> 
Um, we will at the latter point maybe reveal the content of that email and we may create a bit of uh, peer group pressure to put on the band. But you know what? Why is it that you say that it wouldn't work in your on your end? Why do no, you what I'm looking at is the realisticness of something to do. And right. as an no epitaph, I agree on one thing, that is that they should do one more concert-type scenario, but I think it should be big and outlandish and it should be a celebration and... I, that's all I'll reveal at this stage, but For it's something I, I would like to talk yeah. about in a bit more detail, mm-hmm. which I think, which I think would work. And because you know, here in Melbourne, um, Jim, you look at what happened in December here with Billy Joel playing, and then Guns and Roses yeah. and stuff. The amount of turnout, in, you know, for those gigs was huge and stuff. And right. It was just a couple of angles there I'm thinking of, you know. Mate, you could have a you could have a football game, right? The hundredth, you could have an Anzac game, right? And you you play a, you play a footy game or a cricket game, and then you have them right at the end. It would be no, 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 because there'd be a hundred, there'd be ninety five thousand people are going for the footy game. We we want a, a cauldron. We want the mannies who fly from the UK to go there. We want the the bards and the marks and everyone around the world and Lisa Mack to come down, and we want full rank and file in excess fans there, plus the hangers on us. We don't want Essendon, any Essendon supporters at that gig. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say as well, if, if there's an in-excess cruise, who'd be the captain of the ship? <laughs> captain Steubing. Captain, captain Kirk. Not Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. <laughs> you know what it is? I've, I've seen it, how successful it's been in the Hopefully US. Hopefully not the captain of the Concordia. No. I've, I've, seen, I've seen it be successful. There are ones here in Australia too that are quite successful. And I, I'm just saying, like, it, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be some pressure thing of touring, nothing like that. I'm just saying this is celebration. You'd have theme days. You know, I wouldn't close the idea down. I'll be having – I'd have a kick day where people wear a kick T-shirt. This is the kind of stuff they're oh. doing the Kiss Cruise. It's a lot of fun. Elegantly you know, like, wasted. You betcha. You have everybody have to dress up in a suit, in a gorgeous <laughs> suit night. Okay, so we could have some fun with this. We could we could have devil inside night, okay? We oh, could yes. have, uh... How about a sleep baby sleep night? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a, you'd have a, B wants to love is what I say night. <laughs> Devil inside night. You have an inexcess pajama night. You'd have an elegantly wasted dress oh. up in your gorgeous suit. Oh, we'll turn up to the hot girls night. Uh, uh, hot girls, yeah. We could have an X rated <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> Now we uh, we're going to throw back to Mark because Mark came with an interesting idea. We've had a, a you know there's been a lot of love in the room, a lot of navel gazing, a lot of pats on the back. Congratulations! Now we uh, slightly detour to something less uh, you know navel gazing because Mark gave this little idea just before we uh, went live and said he might finish uh, help us finish off this little episode with a little quiz. Is that right, Mark? Yeah, I've prepared a little one. Now, I'm going to recuse myself from actually answering questions because I think that would be grossly unfair. However, maybe I can help be the adjudicator in case of a 50-50 line ball decision. Okay. Does that sound cool? Now, just to give us a bit of a backdrop, how many questions have you got at your disposal there? Um, Actually, quite a few years ago, there used to be an app called QuizUp, and uh, I ran ran an excess quiz in that, and it had a fair bit of interest, and... um, and then okay. uh, it, it collapsed. The, the the company went went up and yeah, lost it all. But I archived a lot of the questions. They're, they're all they're all multiple okay. choice. Have you got have, about Have you got about ten questions to go with? I've got twelve. All right. Now some of them might be for two points. 
So if you want to keep track of your own scores. For sure. Okay. I'm going to put 10 on already then. What we'll, what we'll, do, we'll, just, we'll just check everyone's uh, buzzers. Now, what we would like to do is, oh. depending on the country you're at or the city or state you're in, come up with something emblematic or s- symptomatic of your area. Now, Bard, uh, I think we could say something like Viking for you. Is that right? Is there any Vikings in Norway? Yeah, many years ago. Okay. So you got your buzzer. Check your buzzer. Say the word Viking. Okay. One, two, three. Viking. Okay. Cool. Your buzzer's working. Mark, you're the question uh, asker, so we don't need to do with you. Okay, Lisa, okay, um, you're in Bris Vegas there. Okay. Uh, Brizzy, okay, check your buzzer. Okay, cool. Manny, you're in the UK. Okay, so we, we thought we'd come up with be really symptomatic of the UK, and that would be saying English people so glass half full positive by general nature. We're going to come up with the word positive attitude for you in England. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Check your buzzer. Check your buzzer. Positive attitude. Okay, good. Buzzers. It's very long. It's very long. Okay, we'll go PA then. Okay, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. easy. And PA, Jim, yeah. I know. Yeah. Positive attitude sounded quite funny. And, and Jim, Jim's a uh, chiropractor from Melbourne. We might go the Heinlich maneuver. No, that's a bit big, isn't it? Okay, um, Jim, we might go uh, kiss, kiss cruise. Crack. Kiss crack. cruise. Kiss cruise. Say crack. Crack. Check your buzzer uh, there, Jim. Crack. <laughs> okay. We'll go with people. I love it. I love uh, it. And B, B, you represent the podcast. You're going to represent uh, the Brains Trust, okay? So we're going to check your buzzer there. We're going to say in the famous words of the lady who just headlined Coachella in England, Blondie, check your buzzer. Mm-hmm. Blondie. Sorry, Coachella in, in California, mm. okay? Can you say Blondie? Blondie. She says it very seductively, doesn't she? All right. <laughs> All right. One more time, B. Blondie. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, take it away, Mark. Uh, buzzer's ready. Ready to go, Mark. Okay. All right. What was the name of the rat that crawled up Michael's arm in the Need You Tonight video? Blondie. Plague. Okay. Very good. Sorry. Well done, B. Oh, did, did that, do I not come in through, Lisa? No. Just say a little bit louder, Mark, if you can. I need okay. to concentrate. Okay. All right. Question number two. Okay. The video for Listen Like Thieves was filmed at which two theatres in Melbourne? Is he? Yeah, Lisa. Is it Calais? Yes. Yeah. And Palace. I don't know. The other one, I, don't I know. think we might have the Westgarth. Is that right? Oh. Well, she, she said, well, it's now known as the Palace Westgarth, but it used to be known as the, uh, the Valhalla Cinema at the time. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. so... so so the interior, the interior shots were the Valhalla, and uh, the exterior was the Pelé. All right, yeah. well, well done, Lisa. I'm going to give you a half, half a point shot. there. Okay, half. question number three. Okay, we've got a two-parter here. Uh, I, I know Hayden would destroy this question. Okay, so Michael sang backing vocals for which noise work single? Uh, Doctor Jim, come on. Uh, I remember doing that. Time out. What is it, Mark? Hayden, you tell us. Uh, take you higher, the sly stone cutter. Okay, but part two of that question. Uh, name the in-excess single which featured John Stevens on vocals. Yeah. Uh, Viking. Get, get up. Whoops. Perfect. All right. Who is that, okay. Jim? Is that Jim? I get up. That's right, Jim. Yep. Nearly Kiss Cruise. All right. Question number five. Okay. According to most band members, which studio album is in excess's finest? 
EA. Many. I'm I'm going out of the limb here because I've got no points yet. So I'm going to go with Shabushabar. No. no. Blundy, 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 Blundy. Okay. Welcome to wherever you are. Yeah, that's right. Nick. All right. Yeah. Uh, question number six, I think. Who was the runner-up of the reality TV show Rockstar in Excess? I don't yeah. know. Jim? Uh, Martin Casey. Yep. Marty Casey, we'll take that. Well done, Jim. Yep. Question number seven. Okay. In which music video does an in-excess coffee vending machine appear? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, it's a Okay. Blondie. Many got in. Again, I'm, again, I'm guessing here because I need to get some points to the UK. <laughs> um, I'm going with elegantly wasted. No. Beautiful. Yes. Just well, you didn't answer that one, partner. <laughs> Did you get a B? Have you said a B? Manny, is that your first point? Oh, you got it. I think he's gone back. He's, he's gone back to break even. Okay, question. I okay, think I'll just say that um, um, B and um, Jim are tying on two. Manny uh, and Hayden have got one, and Lisa Mack has got two. Bart, zero, zero. <laughs> All right, check your. Can you check your buzzer, Viking? Please, just check your buzzer. Viking, Viking. Okay, it's yeah. still working, everybody. Okay, bad. Okay, uh, question number nine, I think, Mark. Okay, which Australian singer-songwriter's 2014 album "The Dash" featured Kirk on saxophone? Hayden right. doesn't even know this one. I can tell. No clue. Amy 2014. Yeah. Maybe. Male or female? Blondie. Female. Amy, Amy Shark. Shark. <laughs> <laughs> no. No? 2014. No, she wasn't around then. All right. We we give up on that one, Mark. Who was it? Okay, so it's Bertie Blackman. Very okay. good. Great, great question. Great question. We would have been struggling if we didn't get the answer on that one. All right, <laughs> question number 10. Okay, an, an easier one. Name the only commercially released single from uh, Michael's posthumously released album. PA. Manny. Straight line. Excellent. Is it? Oh, my God. So, Hayden, was it the actual song release? It wasn't Slide Away. No, that that was a sort of a radio mm. uh, promo thing went out to radio. Never uh-huh. released as an official single. Straight line was the main single off the album. All right, Good question song. number 11. Interesting. Okay. Which song was excluded from the original Live Baby Live or Live Baby Live video yeah. release? Dundee. <laughs> Go on, was Manny. Manny. Was that Manny? Yeah. What'd you say, Manny? Lately. Lately. Yep. Lately. <laughs> yes. What well are Manny? Oh, Jesus. UK's winning now. Dang. Oh, All right. Got to get another point. All right. Hey, Bart. Ruthless. Hey, Bart. Bart, we just want to check that buzzer again, Bart. Okay, one more time. Give Bart a point. Viking. Viking. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Okay. Oh, right, quick, <laughs> question number just, 12, Mark. Sorry, just on that last one, with Lately, right, when, when the, yeah, the story that was going around was that they they were changing film in the cameras and, yes. and there was a, a technical, some kind of technical Trans- issue. Reels, then, I think, yeah. But then all these years later, it's emerged. It, it exists, and I'm trying to work out. Was it a bullshit story? Or yes, what happened there? I mean, <laughs> we, we will get the real. I think Mark Opitz on one of our podcasts has answered that. Uh, we'd have to go back and, and unearth it, but I might better ask him during the week and see what he yeah. says. 
Interesting. Good point. But you're right. If they didn't have it on the day, how did they have it later on? That's uh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Good point. All right. I think that the version of the venture came out, you know, had that big prolonged intro with the saxophone. Yeah. I think that had something to do with the fact they were able to restore it or some particular thing. I, I think maybe they were able to break into two, but I'll get um, a clear answer eventually. Okay. All right. Question number 12, Mark. Okay. All right. Who wields a guitar like an axe on the cover of X? What was the question? Can you repeat that? Okay. Oh, well, question. Okay. Well, who, who, okay. Who wields a guitar on the cover of X? Blondie. Kirk. No. Oh, hey, Dan. Is he? Yeah. Him. Lisa, look at your shit T-shirt. He's Andrew. <laughs> yep. yep, Andrew. Okay. Do I get that oh. point? Oh, do I get it? Do I get it? Andrew. No. Andrew. This is Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, thank God. Don't uh, all right. Question 13. Andrew. Okay. <laughs> all right. Question 13. Thanks, Mark. Okay. All right. Uh, now, uh, name the only two instrumentals to be found on NXS's 12 studio albums. Yeah. Oh. We've got this. Uh, all right. Many. It's three sisters. Yep. Drum opera. Beautiful. Ooh, wonderful. See, that's very a very good. important answer for you to get, Manny, if very you're going to write a book on all the very songs, good. isn't it? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, you can tell it's there, can you? Yes. The publisher <laughs> was going to ask for his advance back if he didn't answer that correctly. <laughs> all right. Question 14. Okay. Got a bit of a loaded question. I'll break it into two. So on the 28th of May, 1983, Inexcess performed at the US Festival on New Wave Day. On that day, Inexcess performed second. Now, Divinals. Two- oh, <laughs> <laughs> Blondie Divinals. Okay, well, well that's p- part of it. All right. Two, two other Australian acts performed on that day. Who were they? Viking. Blondie. Let uh, Viking. Viking. Viking got it. Give like, was it Midnight, Midnight Oil? No. Was it really? That's so Blondie can never go. Men at work. Yeah. And Divinals. Divinals. Yeah. Divinals yeah. went on first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the second, the, the, the next part of that question: who who headlined that day? Oh, oh, is it the Clash? Yes. yes. Oh, girl on fire! <laughs> All right, well done. Do I get well two done. points for that one? Well done, B. Question fifteen. Okay, we'll see how we go here. Now, go west. The B side for "Don't Change" was sung by Kirk. Who wrote the lyrics? Blondie. I bet that there's someone else ever go. <laughs> uh, you go, girl. You go, girl. No, Bart, do you know it? Does anybody know uh, it? Do you want me to no, say, no, it? say it. Tim. I can't remember the name of this. I can't remember the name of this person. Tim wrote it. No. Oh, it was no, Kirk. It was else, wasn't it? It was no. It was Ed. Wasn't it Kirk? Oh. No, someone not, a bit, not a band not member. Not a band member. Yeah, it was, it was someone else. I can't remember the name. I've I've looked up it. I've I've done a bit of digging, but I don't know. I mean, it'd be good to be, have this fact checked. But so, um, so say again, Game Ed Reveridge. Say the question again. Okay, please. so go, okay, so go, go west, which is the B side for Don't Change. It was sung by Kirk, who wrote the lyrics. The Pet Shop Boys. Viking. Mark, Viking. Bushelman. John Bushelman. John Bushelman. That's it, isn't it? That's not right. Not quite. Yes. I've looked. I've looked into it. It's a Jeffrey Bushelman. Jeff, Jeff Bushelman. That's now. That's, that's. What I found out though 
is see like when, when searching for it because often you just see a Jay Bushelman and there's a Jeff Bushelman and there's a John Bushelman out there. They're father and son. Oh. Uh, Jeff Bushelman was um, was he nominated or did he win an Emmy for as a sound editor in in, in, in cinema in movies? His dad, John Bushelman, uh, was a director. And looking into a little bit of his history, uh, used um, one Patricia Glaffer as a makeup artist. Makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a bit of a circle there, and I think yes. some, somehow. And can you explain to the viewers who um, Patricia Glassop is? This is Michael's mum. Exactly. Well done. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's yeah, a well, cool. I, I, I think whilst I've been doing my book, I think I've got this as a fact check. I've got a few little fact checks that I'm going to be speaking to a few people about. Mm. And this is one of them where I've, so, I've found the same thing as you, Mark, and I don't know who he is, but yeah. And Interesting. I think, uh, I think uh, and a certain MM mentioned that uh, he was the uh, well, once husband of Tina, uh, Michael's sister. Oh. Bushman? Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. He'd written lyrics, is that right? That, he'd written lyrics together mm. for the song, right? Yeah, but from what I can gather. Yeah. yeah. I'd heard yeah, that. that. I think someone had said there was Tina's husband. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah written. Yeah, Jeff Bushelman. Oh, yeah. Yes, right. That's the one. Well, there you go. Wow. Oh, Thank you for that. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it, did, should we end on that one? Yeah. That, that's where I end. That's my last question. We could, okay. we could do a who am I? We could do a who am I right at the end. Well, there's actually a tie between B and Manny at four points each. So perhaps you've got a tie break question. Okay. okay. What do you reckon? Go, go for it. Okay. So we're going to just say. Uh, all right. Okay. I had, oh, I had the question, but uh, uh, oh, I didn't follow it. Well, actually. Make it easy for a girl. Wondering, one, one uh, I have a question since I have zero points. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Perhaps you asked the question, <laughs> Bard. <laughs> I'll ask you. Name two of the remixers for Need You Tonight. PA. Go. Ben Lee Bronze, Julia Mendelssohn. Very good. I bow down to that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll, I'll throw one more interesting question in for anyone who wants to answer it anyway. Okay. Out of the four singles released in the UK, Suicide Blonde, uh, Disappear, Bitter Tears and By My Side, which was the only single that didn't make top 40 but made 42? Yeah, that was By My Side. It was. Correct. I was, de- yes. I was you devastated. You said that on the show. Yes. Correct. I remember. I was listening. Sure. <laughs> It's, a, it's interesting as well. That, sorry, sorry, Jim, sorry, say that again. Who's written by my side? Who who are, who are the? Well, yeah, to Andrew and a Kirk credited song, and I think Chris Thomas gets a a co-write on it, given a couple of production things he did. No, no, we 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 addressed that with Kirk on the uh, episode. Kirk came on because there wasn't. I had a couple of copies of some CDs where it had Chris and Andrew only as the songwriters. Yet I'm sure I had vinyl and tapes and things that Shane Kirk on it. So I gave Kirk a note just to check his his, his um, royalty checks to make sure he's getting looked after. In 1991, when that was released, the, the, of yep. all the singles 
that in excess released that year, the highest charting in the UK was Good Times. Because Correct. it was re-released. It was re-released when The Lost Boys premiered yes. on UK. Yeah, TV. it was about January '91 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was early '91. Yeah, yeah, it's that chart higher than than anything from X after Suicide Bond. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting uh, when that sort of uh, charted. I think that the movie must have just been in some sort of delayed release for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I think, I think it was the it was the UK premiere on t- on TV, terrestrial right. TV. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. All right, B. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, this has been absolutely wonderful. And while we've been talking, I've got a message from Marlena. So I put it out there to see if one of the band members would surprise you and come onto the show. And unfortunately, I didn't get to do that. But I have got a little message. So I can read it out to you. So sorry, I just got this. i um, been traveling all day and now settled in a hotel in the Hunter and on our way home. Exhausted from our tour and headed to bed. I really hope the Zoom went well. Happy birthday to all access all areas okay and then i had this lovely little message to give to you hello tim farris here congratulating hayden and b on an incredible three years of access all areas in excess way to go way to go way to go thank you (laughs) and thank you everybody for your time this afternoon or this evening or morning wherever you are thank you for coming on the show and thank you every every one of you for your money and your support and and helping hayden and i get these shows out so thank you it's been incredible we love you thank you so much yeah thank you both thank you so much thank you thank you and i'll see you guys bye bye Well, B, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Very, very, very. Thank you all of you for your time um, on that evening. It was rather special. I did get a little bit drunk, actually. So, um, <laughs> and Lisa on her Ken- uh, cup and gilly wine. Um, that yes. was good. It was lovely. Well, everyone was great. You know, I think everyone had a different story, a different journey. Thank you, Mark, with the quiz. That was a nice little add-on at the end. Fantastic. Um, so much fun. Yes, yes. And how exactly. good was um, hearing um, the way that Manny articulated how the fans have just been missing that little bit, you know, of fan connection and that um, we've helped with that. I, yeah. feel, I feel pretty proud that we've been able to be part yeah, of it. Yeah, it sort of ties in what I said at the start of the show. You know, it's just been great that, you know, maybe, you know, we've been a little domino that maybe has inspired some people to go about their own sort of little quest there, writing books and, you know, foundations. And, and it's great. And we don't take credit for it, but we, we, we're glad that we maybe have inspired you to some level. Uh, to do something there that accelerates the NXS brand name and 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 just their noticeability around the globe. So, thank you to all your endeavours and good luck with those. Um, uh, I guess uh, as we said, B at the start, it's a bit of a different show today. We're not probably doing a big news and 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 fan engagement, aka D- DKR. <laughs> uh, Danielle, we've probably done a fan engagement by virtue of the uh, the podcast today and the topic and stuff like that. Uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, we're pretty happy to have everybody on. Uh, B, I want to give a bit of credit to your interview last week uh, that you did 
Um, you know, with Sandy, I think a lot of people love that and we've got really, really good traction on it. Um, uh, and we are quite excited. We've got two guests coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, one that I'll let you start with and share. Oh, yeah. So, yes, that was lovely about Sandy. She's an absolute diamond. And thank you. So you've got so much dignity and you were so respectful for you and the band. Um, I'm sure you could have shared with us a lot more than you did. So thank you very, very much, Sandy. Um, You are an awesome lady and a lot of people have come back to me and really enjoyed your stories. It's always a little bit different, isn't it? Um, Hearing from somebody that... She wasn't necessarily part of the entourage, but she was, you know, the girlfriend that was asked to come along and and she witnessed a few things, but always stayed in the background. So Mm. incredible that we've been able to have heard her stories firsthand. So yes, next week, Hayden and I have got another special guest coming on. He's been overseas with his his band, which is the Australian In Excess show. I have to get it right, don't I? There's so many different ones now. There's so many different weddings. And um, this man's called Dell and he's incredibly good looking and incredible to um, sing um, all these amazing songs that In Excess have got. So we're going to hear a little bit more about him and we will also be having some special offers for our patrons as well. So listen in next week. Uh, and our next guest also the following week be, we've got Nui Takoa from the Herald Sun, who I think essentially taken over from Cameron Adams, who had uh, had a great career there and had done lots of stuff with us and, and the band and things. Uh, but Nui uh, was the last person, I believe, to interview Michael uh, before his ill-fated you know, last tour of Australia. And uh, we'll find out whether it was in person or over the phone or whatever in those days. And there was no internet then. But um, uh, Nui d- uh, does have some really good anecdotes about that particular time. And um, I know he's had a great career in his own right. And uh, uh, him and I had a bit of a back and forth about the chili peppers uh, the other week when he was there saying the gig was great. And I was saying, oh, I think the chili peppers were a bit washed up and things. Anyway, Nui would, I think, will again be a, a fly on the wall type person, be around 97, which is. In keeping with our timeline that we're sort of roughly at, and although we do sometimes jump out and around a little bit, but um, uh, yeah, excited to have Newey on and share some insights too about that time. Great. It's a bit of a tie-in there. It was Cameron Adams that sent me the email about um, the um, the Australian In Excess show and that we right. should have them okay. on. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Cameron Adams. You've had a yeah. few little... Uh, Look, we, we, we're generally staying sort of on point sort of from an anthology or a narrative point of view with the band, but occasionally we get these little guest opportunities that may take us outside our time frame, like the Australian NXS show or um, the X Factor Tour stuff, et cetera, there. So we do like to- And Sandy know, last week talking yeah, about- Yeah, that's right. We do, we do like to welcome them into our sort of time frame. Although what's interesting is that the X Factor Tour was 31 years, sorry, hang on, was it 32 years ago last week? It was, no. it was in May 2000, okay. sorry, May 1991 is when they toured all around Australia. So there was some sort of anniversary tie-ins there. But, um, yeah, so we've got some really good guests lined up. Uh, We are approaching also, and we do want to sort of warn our listeners too a little bit, we are approaching that sort of November 1997 period. So, you know, we we have talked about in the past, but as part of the NXS timeline and our our commitment to, to diving deep on facts and figures and accuracy, we will be having to address that soon. So we know it's a bit of a painful one for all of us and for people out there, but it is an important period where we have to sort of, I guess, t- talk about it and discuss, you know, what occurred and what it meant for the band's 
you know, you know, following decisions they made because we will be going into that post-Michael era quite soon. So we do need to close off the Michael era, and uh, there will be some sort of some some uh, high Kleenex sales be, I assume, over the next few weeks uh, when we do tackle that um, uh, unfortunate sort of subject. Yeah, yeah, I know it'll be um, it'll be hard, but we've got to do it. Like you said, it's yes. part of the journey. Yes, fortunately. Yeah, but you had something else to add, I think, didn't you? I do, I do. Well. I'm hoping that this is going to be going out on Saturday. So it'll give you a full day to get in your um, bids into onto our auction, which will be ending on Sunday, which is Australia yep. Sunday. Um, bids are going so well at the moment. So thank you very, very much. Got lots of watchers and lots of bidders. So thank you very, very much. And all that proceeds will enable us to keep going on for it how many more those thousands more episodes that I've clocked us on for the week after we're going to take a week off because next week I'm bombing down to Sydney to meet up with a few patrons and um, have a few drinks and celebrate in my style (laughs) Um, and then the following week we came back with um, our lovely interview with um, Dale from Australian In Excess show. We did a little bit of a tribute song going out today, B, and uh, through spitballing and having some ideas, we thought, well, the number three has a resonance for our birthday today, et cetera, there. And, uh, you know, I said to you, B, maybe we'll come up with a, an NXS song with the word three in it. And then suddenly it hit me that the word three sisters uh, was there. Um, and uh, I then I thought to myself, well, what a fantastic tribute song, uh, not so much to me or whatever, there, but what a, a great little tribute to the people behind the scenes, B, have helped you tremendously. Now, uh, kudos to, to Foxy and Genevieve, who through various timeframes, whatever, they have been really, really helpful. Um, I guess a couple of little pioneers have been there almost every week since we started, though, have uh, been Laurie, have been uh, Danielle, uh, and also been Kerry Ann. So we thought we would uh, not dedicate this to ourselves. We'd dedicate this to the three sisters behind the scenes and we'll go out with the three sisters. We love you. B's doing a uh, a vagina uh, photo with her fingers. No, sorry, that's a love heart. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're going to go out with the three sisters today. Uh, thank you to all you guys there and three sort of, sort of is a bit of a happy birthday to us. So it's a goodbye from me. Get the hug, Hayden, and it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>
touchy. And you've been listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Thank you.